Oh, you made it! You're finally here! Welcome to Half Cocktails, a place where we have a great time celebrating science, the social contract, and just plain old congeniality. Dare I say, a place where we seek a path to peace, prosperity, and exploration amongst the stars. What I'm talking about is an all-inclusive society, meaning if you're not on board with the understanding that we all agree to shared rules, norms, and respect, we're not even obligated to consider your opinion, because the social contract is that important to a civil society. I'm your friend and host, Dan the Worshipin' Dionysus Man, sipping on some science today, welcoming any new listeners joining us. We hope you're doing well and having a good time. I know I am. Uh, joined today, my lovely wife, Jamie Lynn, and our dear friend, Dr. O'Donnell. How are you doing today, doctor? I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic. I am fantastic. <laughs> How are you doing, Jamie Lynn? <laughs> lovely. I like her very doctor-esque. I'm, I'm good. Thank you. We're going to break her down this episode, I promise. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know if I've ever called you doctor before, but it it feels right. You you don't have to do that. Okay, well, (laughs) hi, Lexi. But it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) It is fun. Folks, we uh, have a great show for you today. Stay tuned until the end. Uh, We've got 10 facts about life that you just won't believe. Really fun, informative show brought to you by the Hill Valley Telegraph, still accepting donations to save that clock tower. Uh, On today's episode, we're going to take a look back at the Gregorian calendar reform of February 24th, 1582, everybody's favorite topic, calendars. Uh, We'll have some fact checking. We're going to talk about how artificial intelligence is helping us achieve that limitless fusion energy. Uh, there's a new species of giant snake down in South America. We, we've got evidence of Neanderthal glue. Uh, we'll be talking about some snake oil involving a new twist on timeshares that I just heard about recently. And of course, we'll wrap things up with a feel-good story. We do encourage you to reach out to us at halfcocktails at gmail.com. Maybe you want to s- send us a voice or text message at 443-499-8253, or even just drop a comment on our TikTok, Facebook, or Instagram. Okay, all right, let's hop in the time machine. Nothing would be better than a look at days of yesterday or time machine. A calendar reform is strangely something I am very interested in. And uh, very famously, we uh, had, very famously, to calendar lovers. <laughs> no one knows this. What am I talking about? Uh, the Gregorian calendar is uh, uh, what we currently use, but we didn't always use this calendar. It came to be by a pope, Pope Gregory the Thirteenth, uh, on February 24th, uh, 15, what did I say, 80? Two. Yeah. Get your dates right. It's calendars. Ha-cha. Get your dates right. It's calendar time. You've got to. The, that's, that's the fucked up thing. Okay. So what is the calendar? We're trying to keep track of the, the days of the earth circling around the sun. That's what the Gregorian calendar is doing. But the earth doesn't circle the sun in like a even uniform amount. Classic societies all over the world used what was called a lunisolar calendar for a long time where you're tracking the sun cycle and the moon cycle which makes so much sense come on guys moon months <laughs> come on we uh, keep going i'm sorry <laughs> i feel strongly is that is that where is that where month comes from 
I believe so. Etymology of moon. Oh, no, month. Yes, you are correct. Old English monoth of Germanic origin. Yeah. Good work. Ding, ding, ding. ding. You should have fact-checked me. I just fact-checked. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if, if we're going to say something, I want to get it right. This The lunisolar calendars were, I mean, there's Chinese ones, Buddhist ones, Burmese ones, Assyrian, mm -hmm. Hebrew, Jainist, Kurdish, uh, Nepali, Hindu, Japanese, Korean, Mongolian, Tibetan. As in every civilization ever is going to have one, right? I mean, we all have to time things. Mayan. I don't know. Did you say the Mayan calendar? Yeah. I, just... I, I did not. I did not. That's a good, good, uh, good example. And that's an important one because that was telling us the end of all time. Oh, you mean where they couldn't chisel any more days on the rock? So we just assumed it must be the end of the world. <laughs> Something like that. We ran out of space. It's the end of time. Yeah, that was fun. That was, that was, that was a fun era for us. <laughs> so the the Gregorian calendar replaced the Julian calendar, which is what replaced the Roman lunisolar calendar. So that lunisolar calendar was based on, like the months were based on lunar months, but they had to keep adding days and months to get it to track with the seasons of the sun is the issue with the lunar uh, calendar. Because the moon's orbit is its own orbit. It has nothing to do with the orbit. Uh -huh. Well, I mean, it has gravitational things to do with the orbit. It's the got its own mind. Yeah, it's got <laughs> its own mind, right? It's its own drummer. <laughs> Fucking moon. It, it's its own drummer. So Julius Caesar stepped in in 42, 46 BC. He stepped in and made a, the Julian reform. And he added... Uh, a month to their calendar. He actually made the year 46 BCE 445 days long Crap. to get everything on track because there, there's, there's like a drift. Like the longer you use a calendar, the more you have to keep uh, adding days to, to get it to line up and adjust. So Julius Caesar made the, uh, you know, the leap of 365 days and then uh, uh, we'll add a day every four years. And that was so much more accurate than lunisolar calendars of, well, we'll add a, uh, add a 30 day month this year. We'll, we'll add a 25 day month this year, <laughs> that kind of stuff. But assuming that the day that the year is 365 and a quarter days uh, has a small rounding error, just a tiny one, uh, uh, it's tiny, but it adds up. So what had happened for Pope Gregory in the 1500s, and, and medieval scholars knew about this was happening for a long time, was Easter, the date of the equinox, had shifted, like the actual day on the calendar and when the equinox was happening. And the Pope was like, fuck, I got to fix this shit. We can't have this kind of slippage. We can't have a Christian holiday not landing on a pagan day. <laughs> there it is. Like we, can't, we can't not have those line up. <laughs> we did this for a reason. I need that pagan holiday to align. Well, we need it to line up with our Christian holiday. Otherwise <laughs> we'll lose the brand. You're going to lose all those pagans. So the Gregorian calendar uh, got adopted. What he, what he did was he, it, it basically shifted. He shifted everything over a few days. It's, it's, it's still not perfect. You know, we've got, we've got our uh, 12, 12 months and the, the leap day. Um, I was going to say, you got to add that leap year in there to kind of round it out, every, which is the, the difference strange. is, is 
is uh, uh, the Julian calendar had a shift. So I, I don't remember the exact things, but it's it's like the Julian calendar had a drift of of a few days every like 130 years. And the Georgian, the Gregorian calendar has a shift of 0.1 days every 400 years. That is crazy. I can't even, I can't math. I'm a reader, not a mather. I find it amazing <laughs> that somebody can go through and calculate. Uh, that just blows my mind and I love it that they can go through and go, oh, okay, 130 years from now, Easter is not going to fall on our pagan holiday, guys. I, I don't yeah. know. That's genius math to me. I hate it because can't we just get this figured out? Well, calendar reform is, is a thing that, the, that people have been trying for a while because there, there's actually, there is a better calendar. There is a better calendar. Tell me more. And can we get it on the ballot? It's called the International Fixed Calendar. And no, it's never been popular. <laughs> it's a 13-month calendar where each month has four weeks. Okay. And then uh, there's a leap day at the end of the year. It's your end of the year day. doesn't follow in any month. It's just like, this is our extra day at the end of the wow. year. Wow. Okay, yeah, I could see that maybe that wouldn't be so popular. Well, there are tons of reasons why it doesn't, people people don't like it. It doesn't line up with the seasons uh, uh, because it's just, it's just following a 52-week cycle. Uh, so the seasons eventually shift and the uh, uh, day, dates of holidays don't change. Huh. People don't like that. So like, if yeah, it's no. a, if it's a, that like originally when it was put forth in Congress, they were like, "We're going to change the Fourth of July." No, and then what? It's always on a Tuesday. Fuck that. <laughs> and even now, they like constantly shift Easter. Isn't it Easter that they shift? Because it's either in April or March, depending on because it follows the lunar calendar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, which is amazing. So we're following the Gregorian calendar, but let's have all our holidays follow lunar and solstice which makes more sense to me you know the pagans had it right to begin with we should just you know let them have it i i think we just start counting days and and just just have like a like a star trek starting sorry to bring star trek into it but oh, just be like ron oh will yeah be proud. ron will be it's proud. uh <laughs> it's what what start date is it like we'll just start counting up also, is it the inappropriate time to throw in how terrible daylight savings time is i know that's not very calendar no, it's not inappropriate. I hate daylight savings. <laughs> daylight saving time sucks, and I just cannot believe that we still abide by it. It's so obnoxious. I want to go back to the days where you just, everybody just sets their watch to 12 when the sun is directly ahead. Old West time, like, oh, sun's in the head. Let me set my watch to noon. No daylight savings time. Never, never needed. Lexi and I were just talking about that. She's like, I would love for it to be 630 here. I'm like, no, it's dark already. It's hate daylight savings. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. It is just awful. I'm not looking forward to springing forward. Uh, That's coming. Yeah, it is. Medical studies have actually shown how it kills productivity. Yeah. It does. It's bad for you. <laughs> it is bad for it's it's bad for us biologically. It's just awful. It's an awful thing we do to ourselves. Why? I almost wonder if it wasn't one of those uh, trading places, rich man bets where they're like, I bet we can fucking get people to just wake up an hour earlier. <laughs> That's the worst bet in the world. Those fuckers we will tell them it's to give them extra daylight. 
Does it change the amount of daylight we get? No, not at all. We get the same amount of daylight regardless of when the fuck we wake up. Except for in Arizona. They've got it right. Yeah, Arizona's got it right. (laughs) So everyone moved to Arizona. (laughs) Leaving Arizona was so hard because of that. Uh, Oh, it's it's and it's once you move one state over and all of a sudden it's like, wait, I got to I got to do what? When? Well, when do you do it? How do you remember when to do it? What the fuck? (laughs) It's so terrible. Uh, I hate it. It's terrible. All right, now that everybody's fired up and hating on daylight savings time, thanks, Calendar Talk. Thanks, Calendar let's, Talk. <laughs> let's talk about some, some news. It's time for some news. From our point of view, we'd even be glad if we could have a lap or two. It's time for some news. <laughs> Down... In South America, uh, researchers wanted to do kind of like a genetic deep dive on the the green anaconda. And they gathered genetic samples from like nine different countries and actually discovered that what was thought to be just the green anaconda is two distinct species. Of anaconda. Now, these are the the not the longest, but the largest in terms of weight, uh, largest fucking snakes in the world. And they it turns out there's two distinct species. They just look a lot alike, so they're calling them the uh, northern and southern green anaconda. Uh, I I gotta say oh. uh, I'm I'm happy that I'm not a snake scientist or a biologist because I don't want to go hiking through the jungle specifically to find these. Giant, giant snakes that can eat you. Yeah, a snake that snakes, could literally swallow me. Snakes that literally weigh as much as a male gorilla. Fuck, that's a big snake. Up to eleven hundred pounds. Oh, that's a nightmare. Yeah, two of these, the weight of your car. <laughs> that's a big snake. <laughs> Holy fuck. Okay, well, that was according to anecdotal evidence. Oh. Apparently, I'm, I'm, when, when I dig the details, they've only been recorded like like you said about the size of a gorilla, about five hundred pounds. You know, according to people in South America, they're like, oh, well, you know, my uncle once saw one that was as big as a house. They're probably all as big as a house. Right. When, you, when you're just walking and you turn the corner and we, they're, they're tree dwellers, right? So this thing just drops down in front of you. Oof. Yeah, it's as big as a house as I'm running the other way. Jungle Book takes on a whole new vision. It's seriously, that's how big these snakes are. Uh, 27 feet long, uh, they measured one. At its thickest, 3.6 feet wide. A diameter of three and a half feet. That's a... Yeah, if you were to, if you were to have like a, like, a, like a pipe for like a wash for water to go under the road, three and a half feet is big enough for a large man to crawl through. And a snake. A snake. A big snake. In other snake news, I was reading about a python breeding operation. Yeah? I don't know. They make they call them dream sickles. They're like white and orange. Dream sickles. Wait, they call the pythons dream sickles. Dream sickles. <laughs> that invites all sorts oh, of images. Pythons, yeah. Okay. I know. So just imagine. But uh, they had one that accidentally... Oh, I'm sure it wasn't on purpose. It's little... Orange spots on its back came out in the shape of emojis, like little smiley faces. 
He's a happy snake. It was an accident, I think. An emoji snake. Whoa. That's how we know how he's feeling. Whoa. Wait. You know, is it? Is it just like there's an emoji on the snake? Or is it like there's a pattern of emojis on the snake? A pattern of emojis. Here, I'll put a picture up. Oh wow! Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to put a link to that picture in the episode description. Those are some creepy, happy face emojis on that snake. And then the poor snake. <laughs> so it's in they're in Georgia, I guess. I was reading about that yesterday. All his friends are gonna make fun of him. <laughs> He's gonna have no snake games. I know they're gonna be like, "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> oh well, it, maybe maybe it's the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer of snakes, right? Maybe. <laughs> and then those are tiny snakes comparatively. Okay. Okay. So these are they're, they're a small python. This isn't. It's a tiny a python. I don't know. It looked kind of big to me, but not like three feet wide, three feet diameter, whatever. Were they breeding these snakes for like any purpose? Like, was it like? And I don't know if, how deep you read. I think they sell them. Okay, see, so they're breeding I, them, those fuckers, so they're breeding these poor snakes to get emojis on them so they can put a higher price tag on them. I don't think he meant to get emojis. I think he's breeding that dream sickle, whatever it looks like. Although I didn't actually look up what a dream sickle looks like. That makes sense. Um, and then that one just popped out that way. Okay, so <laughs> he's he's breeding them for their albinos, and the pattern... Uh-huh. The, or something, I don't the, know. What you're calling the dream sickle, it's a color of orange. That is patterned on on the albino snake. So that's what he's breeding. These lavender albino ball pythons. Sorry, the dog's moving. So he's shaking my hand. So yeah, so they, <laughs> a dreamsicle ball python is a piebald ball python. And they pair it with a lavender albino to make the dreamsicle. You know, it would be really impressive is if, is if this guy can do a dreamsicle python with the Jesus face. Like toast? Or is that Mary on toast? <laughs> <laughs> no? Too much? <laughs> or Mother Teresa? I don't know. Oh my goodness. But if it's a Christian imagery on a snake, then I'm just like, does it cancel itself out? I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Satan. Probably. What are you doing? <laughs> so weird. <laughs> he, okay, so this guy sold this ball python for $6,000. Holy crap. That's a lot. I'm looking at the picture. It fits in a hand. Like it's, it is tiny. Oh, so it's, it's not just a little guy. It's, it's just a little guy. Snake. So it would qualify as a cute. Guy. <laughs> you don't yeah. have to worry about it growing up and eating you later in life or your babies or your dogs <laughs> or your cats. That is how I feel about, about creatures. Like if you can harm me, you don't get to be cute. But if you're too tiny to harm me, like you can be adorable. <laughs> We're not going to have any anaconda pets is what I'm hearing. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, a couple other news stories. AI has been used to actually crack the puzzle to get fusion reactors like online and consistently running. Very exciting. Not biology. <sighs> AI. Uh, I know AI. Uh, but I mean, <laughs> It's by controlling the magnets in the, the, the superconductive fusion reactor, it's able to keep the plasma from, in, in, from touching the sides of the reactor the way the fusion needs to keep going. Because if the plasma touches the sides of the reactor, it then cools. It, it, yeah, exactly. It just cools right away. Uh, and they can't have that. Uh, this AI is so fucking good at it. They were like, hey, um, can you control the magnets to, I don't know, make, 
like rain droplet kind of plasma. And it was like, sure, do it like this. Bloop. Like they're using it to make fucking like patterns. Well, like, oh, I bet they could make emojis like the ball python. <laughs> that's that's crazy. So they're using fusion to do cool things. Hey, hold my beer. Watch this. I can make AI do this. <laughs> because they trained it to operate the magnets. And then they were like, wait, it's doing such a good job. Can it do things we didn't program it to do? Hmm. And that's what they wanted to know. And it was like, yeah, sure. It's a, it's a fun and sexy time for, for Fusion. My question would be, okay, so it's doing these cool raindrop things. That's cool. What if it becomes like the AI you had talked about before where it starts doing nefarious things and then lies about it? We want that in control of our Fusion? Hmm. The, the, <laughs> certainly not. Certainly not. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know the specifics on the setup of their AI model. All I know is that they they trained it to operate the magnets to do to to maintain the fusion, opening the door for literally limitless electric energy, which I mean, that's a that's a game changer. If right. I agree with O'Donnell's sigh of mm, I don't know about this. It sounds like it's I, I'm, <laughs> tell me if I'm interpreting that wrong, Lexi, but I feel like that's opening the door to the most terrible apocalyptic movie ever. I think so, too. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, That's I, too, believe that the AI will rule us in the future, but, uh, you know, I'm just willing to celebrate them now. I was always in your camp, robots. This is on the record. Going to be an ally of the robots when they come to kill us all. They're going to tap him in as their president. Just do as I say, Lisa. Do as I say. Yeah, I'll be the, the, the leader of Vicky France. That's right. <laughs> yeah, wow. Well, on the plus side, we're friends of his, so he'll keep the robots from killing us, right? So we want to make friends with Lisa. Maybe. He just said maybe. The, oh, <laughs> shit. No, may, maybe they'll... Uh, I, I think the, in if that scenario... If I was watching that movie, I would expect the AI to be like, and now that you're not no longer useful, Dan, fuck you, die. Ah! <laughs> and all your friends and family. And I would get nothing for betraying humanity. <laughs> nothing! Uh, you go down in history as the greatest betrayer of all. That's, that's something. I, the, the heartless AI would celebrate me. <laughs> Let's all take a moment to shed some ones and zeros in remembrance of that idiot that fucking betrayed his own kind. He remembers zero zero one dash zero 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 one one. He was an idiot. <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. sorry. We were talking about fusion or AI. <laughs> right? People are using AI to write oh. papers for them in classes and things. They are. Oh, are yeah. you having experience with that? I haven't had anybody do it that you know of. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. You just don't know. <laughs> I told them they can use it to like organize references and things, and uh, and we do like assignments with it, like Chat GPT or something. It's use. it's an incredible tool. It's it's I think obvious a lot of the times if someone just does a flat copy and paste. But if I had to write college papers, because I fuck with AI a lot. I it's it's like hey I'm glaring at you. I want to yeah you should. <laughs> yeah I'm gonna <laughs> hey kids listening here's how to do it. No oh. don't do it. You, <laughs> do it yourself. Well that's <laughs> what I'm saying is is you use the tool to assist it and how to put it in your own voice. Rarely do I come up with what the AI tells me and I say oh yeah that's presentable. It's always okay thanks for organizing the key points and here's how I would say it. 
But that's hmm. that's that's me. Uh, it, if I, yeah, if I was in school right now, I wouldn't have. I could crank out papers three or four a day. <laughs> you wouldn't be a lawyer who would uh, put those before a judge and say, "Yeah, yeah, we came up with those." Did you did you hear about that? The lawyers they had the AI calculate their fee. Oh, I didn't yeah. hear about that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the judge the judge cut it in half because it was like a million dollars or some shit. And like they had won, and so the other side had to pay their fees. So the court was like, "Hey, submit what your fees are." And they had the AI do it, and and the judge wow. like looked it over and was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" No, 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 this no. This is Chatchit. No, no, no. Wow, that's ambitious. That Thanks, ChatGPT. <laughs> I mean, you always want to aim high, uh, you know. I feel like with with ChatGPT, I could be as good a lawyer as some of these I'm seeing on TV <laughs> on the news. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you could. Just check that the cases are actually real, not made up by ChatGPT. Your Honor, in Fraudster v. Fakerton. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and la- last, last story to cover before we move on. They discovered that Neanderthals were using glue in their tools, oh. which may sound minor but it's actually a probably a really big fucking deal because it wasn't like a simple like oh they grabbed this one this sap no they were using adhesives where they were mixing and heating and creating glue and they found uh they actually had these tools sitting in in under lock and key from from like the 60s just just waiting to be studied and uh they cracked them open and they it's a mix of uh, ochre and bitumen uh, that w- that had been heated to the right level, uh, which created grips on like a say say like a stone blade. Hmm. It would create a mm-hmm. grip that stuck to the stone, but not to the hand. Genius! Uh, Necessity is the mother of invention. Or smart, right? Yeah, they were very smart. Very, very smart. Because, l- like I said, this is this is not just being like, "Oh, that sap is sticky. I'll use it." No, this is lots of trial and error. These two things they had to gather from separate areas. They they weren't just next to each other lying around. And then figure out that they go together to do this thing. Go together with with heat in the right in the right uh, amounts, the ratios, the right ratios. Yeah, the human brain. Okay, full disclosure. When you first mentioned we were going over your notes, and you mentioned Neanderthal glue. <laughs> I thought you meant like glue made from Neanderthals. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Look, when you need a glue that just lasts the test of time, I'm telling, I'm talking about the best glue you've ever fucking seen. You can't do better than Neanderthal glue. (laughs) Neanderthal glue. (laughs) Oh, I am so glad that's not what we're talking about. Well, what kind of show do you think I'm doing here? <laughs> okay, okay, back on target. So, Neanderthal ingenuity. Look at that. I'm not, I'm not surprised. It's impressive. That is very impressive. They, I think they made they made jewelry and stuff too. So they're they're fancy. They did, and I think they were one of the first ones to. They were doing ritual grave uh, or burying. Weren't they, Lexi? Some of the first ones. They were burying their dead. I don't know if they were the first ones. Well, maybe not the first ones, but they were doing the um, leaving think, things in the grave. and. Yeah, they think that they're burying their dead. I think there's some debate about the 
the one of the famous burials, the Shanadar flower burial. And I think some people maybe think it was like an accident that there were flowers in the grave and other people think that it was a purposeful oh. inclusion. Yeah. Accidental. Huh. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't, I don't think it would be accidental. I, I, I don't think for one second humans and colors, like just our whole hunter gatherer system of we're going to, we're going to gather, right? Like gathering flowers is such a, easy natural offshoot of gathering vegetables why did you gather them they're pretty i i put it behind <laughs> my ear i wanted to smell it i wanted you to to share it and with you and hey smell these flowers oh i pick a bouquet then the smell is really strong like come on that's so easy mm. and natural i i don't for a second think that somebody would be like Oh, this person, they loved the smell of these lilies. We're burying them. I'm going to leave the lilies with them because they loved it so much. Like, that's so fucking natural. Uh, tangential but related is that there are chimpanzees who were started picking, like, blades of grass and putting them behind their ears as, like, ornamentation. Aw, that's so amazing. Fancy chimp with a feather in his cap. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> You know he's hot stuff over the block. I, you know, it's. I'm, I'm imagining he's, uh, you know, lording it over the other chimps. Like, oh, you don't even have a blade of grass beyond your ear. <laughs> your fashion opinion is shit. I would always pos- also postulate that honestly, Neanderthals. Obviously, they were doing art. They were doing gluing. Apparently, like they had all oh, these yeah. high end thoughts. Right, um, totally. you're going to form attachments tool making they were highly intelligent and you're yeah. going to form an attachment with somebody and you are going to be experiencing loss it's like the human condition or an animal i think i can call that too. yeah yes animals do to elephants jesus i don't doubt for a minute that they were like i'm sorry you're gone i'm gonna put this in here for you because i miss you for the record we are neanderthals right like they bred into humanity they didn't that they didn't disappear. They kind of did. I mean, there we're a little bit. There's like a little tiny bit of that in our in human background, but we're we're humans. We're like our own brand of thing <laughs> with a tiny dab of Neanderthal. A tiny dab, yes. Is that going to fade out completely? Or are we going to lose the Neanderthal trait completely? Right. I mean, you would have to like keep genetics going, breeding Neanderthal. I mean, I think it kind of stays alive. If you're like if you procreate with somebody. You know, and everybody has a little bit, then you pass a little bit on to the tiny human. According to Google, the percentage of Neanderthal DNA in modern humans is zero or close to zero in people from African populations and about one to two percent in people of European or Asian background. Yes. So uh, we're already at a trickle. <laughs> like maybe there wasn't that much interbreeding. There's like a little bit. But I don't know why I would do that kind of science. <laughs> it's just me speculating wildly. Okay, well let's uh, uh, let's let's put a let's put a bow on that and move on and talk about some snake oil. It's coming back around to snakes. That's right. <laughs> it all comes back to snakes. Oh, snake oil on sale for me. Nothing but snake oil And it ain't free 
Okay. Timeshares. Ladies, what do you know about timeshares? Are they a scam? They're a scam. They want your money for less. I don't get more. You get more. This is funny because my last job was at a resort here in Vegas. That's a timeshare resort. Oof. How old did that go? I I, I fit in great. I wasn't selling them. Uh, I was just, you know, (laughs) guest services. So anyway, uh, uh, it's uh, I, I had to sit through several meetings where they were like, you've probably heard timeshares are a scam, but they're not. But they are. <laughs> so so the classic the classic idea that we have of timeshares being a scam is just in an, in the existence like you buy one and then forever you're paying so much for a year and, and you're probably not going to be able to use it. Right. That's they, it. The setup being, they make it difficult to use, so you're paying for something that you don't use, and then they can oversell. Uh, that's not the scam we're here to talk about today, oh. because timeshares have, because of that bad rap, they have, like the company I worked for, they have pushed back and tried to reform and be better. There are legitimate places like like that you can come and 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 easily use it. Regardless, this this is uh, uh, specifically this story involves some timeshares down in Cancun, uh, and and the it comes out of USA Today. Uh, they interviewed this guy that he he had a timeshare, a condo, mm-hmm. spent forty seven thousand dollars on it. Wow, and wasn't using it anymore, but he had to pay monthly monthly fees and he got a call from somebody saying hey we want to buy it and he was like oh <laughs> sweet okay great uh and it was a reasonable it was you know they wanted to buy it for like 65 grand mm-hmm. he'd owned it for six years so that's like a reasonable appreciation and uh uh here's the catch they told him okay hey uh we need you to wire some money into this escrow account Huh. We need you to wire thirty nine hundred dollars uh, because it's an international real estate transaction. Okay. Well, there was no buyer, and ouch! He wires the money, and boom, he's just burned. He's out four thousand. Well, then he, he tries to sell it again. Oh, he didn't learn his lesson. He keeps, no, he didn't. He later described <laughs> it almost like an addiction. This one man with this single scam over and over and over again got built out of nearly $1.8 million trying to sell this condo. Holy fuck. What is so sad? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Also embarrassing. Uh, So what has happened is uh, the cartels in Mexico have, have started, basically this is one of the businesses they run. So they'll sell legit condos and timeshares and then so then so they have a legit business, right? Like the mm-hmm, the, the mm-hmm. timeshare and the condos that mm-hmm. like if you're going and visiting your condo and paying your monthly condo fees or visiting your timeshare, good great. They great. That's fine. They'll take your money and they'll let you use it. There's no scam there in terms of of what you get for your contract. <laughs> but if you try and sell it. Yeah. Well, not if you try and sell it. If someone contacts you trying to buy it. Oh. Like you you are able to sell these things. It's just <laughs> not to scammers. 
Uh, but it goes, but it goes, but it goes fucking deeper. Tell me how deep, Dan, how deep? <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> so. <laughs> so they, since, since they've got these call centers, they, they, they hire people that speak perfect English. So you don't know that they're from a different country. It's not like the typical nineties where, you know, they've got an accent. They're from somewhere else. No, they, they follow up and they scam you and they get your money. And then they'll pose as government investigators. Oh, crap. To help you get to the bottom of the fraud. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And they get you again. This is so awful. It's so awful. They got you when you bought in the timeshare. Then you try to get out. You try and get out taking a buyer on. They get you again. And you're like, I need help investigating this crime. And they're like, I'll help you. And I got you again. Fuck. That's... That's sad genius. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it, these people are clo- down there. It's like a call center. They're clocking in They're The cartel is treating it like any criminal enterprise. Uh, well, I'm sorry, like any capitalistic enterprise. Uh, they, <laughs> they both begin the same way. What, what's going to make them the most money? How can they get the most money? Let's refine these methods. Damn. Let's get, make these methods better. How can we let's let's bring in some outside consultants to really streamline our workflow to, to get the best scamming we can get. Do the people that they have running the calls and stuff, are they like uh, do they have free eight will agency or are they um, prisoners working for the cartel knowingly? Have you gotten one of those texts where somebody texts you and they're like, hi, how are you? And if you text back and you're like, who is this? And they talk to you. I was reading this article like months ago after I got a series of weird texts mm-hmm. about how the people who are doing that, they've been like kidnapped and kind of imprisoned <gasps> and they have to do it. Mm. And if they like threaten their families or them and they like yeah. uh, beat them and keep them captive and things. Holy crap. Like, horrible. And so I wonder if it's like similar or if they like are you know, free agents who are working. To the huh. best of my knowledge, it's like a job to them. Okay. We've seen, it, it, to the best of my knowledge, I have seen similar instances in India where they're like, it's a call center like any other would be, but they just happen to be scammers there. And the people there are like, well, yeah, this is my job. It's what I do. It's just my um, job. I work at a call center. Yeah. yeah. It's just, we scam. You, you sell shitty products. If you're working for the cartel, I don't know. Lexi might be onto something on that one because, of course, they're going to threaten your family. Well, I just think that this is the kind of of I don't I don't know I don't know I'm not I've I've never been one to try and get things done with with threats like that. But I would assume <laughs> you'd get better sales and better scams with people who want to be doing it to to get like a bonus, right? Well, honestly, it, it does sound like it'd be more of a legitimate business if you will, because obviously they're triple dipping. So keep it as legit as possible. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Triple dipping. uh, Holy cow. That's an enterprise. (laughs) Oh, right. Right. Okay. All right. Well, now that we've talked about some snake oil, let's, let's play a fun game. Let's, let's do some fact checking time. Oh boy. Here we go. What do you know? It's fact checking time. It's fact-checking time. Cross my heart and hope to die. Stick a needle in my eye. Here's the proof that all the kids call fact-checking time. 
All right. So uh, who's who's playing today? One, two, three, not it. Let me explain the game real quick. I'm going to present two news events, one of which will have been actually fact-checked by uh, media sources, one of which is just a news event. And you have to pick which one was actually <laughs> fact-checked. We can do this, Lexi. Let, we can tag team. Okay. Okay, all right. I'll let you both discuss it, and then you can decide on, on what there together. Is that Does that work? <laughs> yes. Okay. Either a recent Facebook claim that Mexico City is running out of water was fact-checked, or a social media claim that President Joe Biden issued Executive Order 9066, providing people who enter the U.S. with a $5,000 gift card. Sorry, illegally enter the U.S. <laughs> Illegally, there, there's the trick. Yeah, they're fact-checking Mex Mexico. I don't know, Jamelin. What do you think, Me Mexico? <laughs> well, I'm going to go with. I know Mexico City is running out of water, so that's a reality. I'm going to say that they probably fact-check the illegal. What do you think, Lex? I feel like they might not fact-check it, and they're just going to put it up. It was on social media. It's a claim. They're just going to assume. Yes. Right. I think so. All uh, right. What, what's the final answer? Oh, I think, I don't know. We'd have to decide. I'm going with Mexico. But Jamie Lynn, you could go with what you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First question, we're going to go with Biden illegal aliens was fact-checked. All right, that, that is correct. Yes! Are they fact-checked it? They, they had to um, fact-check that. They had to fact-check that. They had to fact-check that. But Joe Biden, for the record, did not issue executive order 9066 to give illegal immigrants a $5,000 gift card. Fine. <laughs> you would think that that's dumb on its face, right? It, it is, is dumb, dumb on, on its face. face. I want a $5,000 gift card. <laughs> Joe. You just have to be an illegal alien. I'll hike, I'll hike through the desert for that. Sure. Uh, executive order 9066 was actually issued by uh, FDR in 1942. It was authorizing the force removal uh, from the west coast of anyone deemed a threat to national security, i.e. you, people of Japanese ancestry. What an a-hole, that jerk. Yeah, right? It's stra strange that this social media post referenced that. Mexico City didn't get fact-checked, but it is actually months away from running out of water. It's really bad down the there Phoenix right now. is behind it. Really? <laughs> They're taking all their water. <laughs> there you go. Fact-check me. <laughs> <laughs> claim on podcast <laughs> the city of phoenix is stealing mexico city's water now phoenix is gonna be mad at me don't be mad yeah. i'm from tucson so screw you phoenix i'm i think you're gonna be okay we don't have enough listeners yet they won't be angry if you if you get banished from phoenix trust me you're okay <laughs> I know, I'll, I'll be winning right <laughs> that's a win that's a total win. Next two. Reportedly, uh, Taylor Swift has spent half a million dollars on a new wardrobe for Travis Kelce, her, her new boy toy. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Rich lady buys rich man fucking ton of clothes. Or was that fact checked? Or okay. uh, the fact that uh, only 6,800 American soldiers died in the Revolutionary War. Oh, they're fact-checking hmm. the clothing. <laughs> I'm going to side with Lexi on that one and feel like the clothing would be what they <laughs> would have to fact-check. They're just going to assume only 6,800 soldiers. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Nobody fact checked it. Everybody just assumed that yeah, Taylor Swift, she the would billionaire, would uh, just buy him on five hundred thousand fucking dollars worth of clothes, you know, two houses worth of clothes. But isn't she recently a billionaire? Yes. Maybe she wants yes. to hold on to that for a while to be a couple billionaire. Then you buy the clothes. <laughs> I, I just don't think he's hurting for money. No, he's, he's 65. And now he can sell all his old clothes. The, the number uh, 6,800 troops dying in the Revolutionary War is the accepted estimate by historians, oh. which is crazy okay. low. Okay, so you're saying that was fact-checked? The amount of soldiers dying was fact-checked. Yeah, you you got that one wrong. I find that surprising, because mostly people are interested in what Taylor Swift is doing, and they have fact-checked that, but okay, okay. What I'm saying is no one doubted that Taylor Swift. Nobody doubted it enough to get it (laughs) fact-checked. Anyway, last one. Okay, Lexi, we can do this. We just got to get one more right. We're we're doing really bad. No, we're one for one. Come on. You're doing good. I'm doing bad. It's only because Jamie Lynn's on my team. It's 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 a, it's okay because there's nothing at stake for losing this game. Okay, okay. The first story uh, reports that uh, the Florida Surgeon General, Florida man, Surgeon General, letting uh, unvaccinated measles kids choose whether or not to go to school after they've been exposed to measles. Was that claim fact checked, or? People claiming that Kid Rock and Jason Aldean canceled their shows in New York to protest the Trump fraud ruling. Uh, they're fact-checking Kid Rock. <laughs> I'm going to go, yeah, I, I, Lexi, I don't know if we're right on this one. I'm going Kid Rock because <laughs> the Surgeon General is definitely saying that, and I, I don't know what they would fact-check about that. Measles kills, measles kills. Measles kills. Measles kills. We almost had it eradicated. We almost had it eradicated. And then this fuck comes along and says, nah, it's your choice. Go to school or not. But measles bad. Jesus. MMR good. You got it correct. The Kid (laughs) Rock story was the one fact checked. (laughs) Yay. Did the Florida guy say the thing? Yes, he did. Yes. The Florida Surgeon General was like, well, we'll leave it up to the... The parents to decide whether or not they send their unvaccinated measles kids to school. I thought you were saying that they let the little kids decide. <laughs> and I was going to say that there's like some recent neurologic, like, I don't know, psychology, neurology, I don't know, brain studies. And the brain is not like a fully adult brain until 30 now. Yeah. So I was going to say that would be a Holy very crap. bad decision. But it might also be a bad decision to have these parents decide. I mean, we are talking Florida. So are we surprised? <laughs> their brains aren't developed that's horrible though <laughs> it it's it's truly horrible measles is so bad uh if you it's, if you're not vaccinated so it's got a 90 percent virility rate meaning you got a mm-hmm. nine out of ten people that aren't vaccinated that come into contact with it get it and it will kill you yeah <laughs> like, it's it terrifying happen. you know my my brother the, the smart the smart guy in prison uh was an anti-vaxxer and i used to argue with him all the time like we got the vaccines we got measles mumps rubella fucking i get Mm -hmm. a tetanus shot Mm -hmm. every eight years like why why are we okay and you don't want your kids to have the fucking vaccine he's like oh they changed what they put in them they put they put different bullshit in them now and now they they, they're really gonna hurt you and his poor fucking kids now they're some of them adults now 
because it's been long enough. And they never got their fucking vaccines as kids because he's a goddamn idiot. It's awful. Damn. In 2021, 128,000 global measles deaths among unvaccinated or undervaccinated children under age five. (sighs) Damn. That's terrible. That's 128,000 deaths just under the age of five. Just. Goddamn. That's what it says. Yeah, under five. Yeah. And yeah, they don't have the the choice. Like, they (laughs) didn't. (laughs) <laughs> like yeah Mm-mm. all right all right all right let's uh <laughs> let's let's uh let's move on let's talk about something that uh, feels good Okay, I've actually got two stories, so I'll get through the first one quick because the second one's the one I really want to talk about, but I liked them both, so I didn't want to leave them both on the table. Uh, (laughs) 21 black rhinos successfully moved to new Kenya home with space to breed, hailing a return of the species after 50 years. Damn. Yeah, they have successfully transferred 21 eastern black rhinos. Right? And that's that's a viable breeding population, according to... Uh, But just barely, geez. Just barely, yeah. In the 70s, they had 20,000. And uh, by by 1989, they were down to 400. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's uh, minor. Reintroducing them is really, really great stuff. Uh, There's a, uh, I'll definitely post a link to the article. There's a very funny photo of, uh, of they, they, the rhino had stopped breathing and they were reviving it. And uh, it's it it woke back up and jumped up, and it's like thir- thirty uh, veterinarians and scientists just running. <laughs> Run away! Yeah. Because you know it's a black rhino; it's giant, and uh, you're gonna be scared. And on top of that, uh, there has been a breakthrough FDA treatment that destroyed the tumor of a three-legged dog that could not get surgery to remove the tumor as it was already oh. uh, 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 it was too much being a third it's having already had its surgeries but they used this new drug injected the tumor totally gone that's what? a totally movie gone. man that's a movie <laughs> it is a movie uh, yeah 87% <laughs> success rate on this uh, this new treatment it's a it's a drug called Stelfanta uh, it Back in 20, 2006 or 2008, uh, in Australia, they, they discovered this stuff that they were getting uh, uh, from bushwood berries. Bl- sorry, blushwood <laughs> berries. Uh, they get this extract uh, called tigalalanol tiglate. Yeah, I can't say it. Uh, I've had too many drinks. Uh, and, <laughs> nice try. But it, it, it's... It's wild how effective this this fucking tumor drug is for the, for these dogs because it not only does this substance attack the tumor but it stimulates the immune system on the other side of the tumor. Damn. So it's it's yeah, right? It like it kills the tumor and gets the body to heal. That's genius. Uh, double whammy. 87% success rate with this drug and it saved the life of a beautiful oh. three-legged dog, American Pitbull with a heart of gold. Uh, they course. called him Tripod. Yeah, of Aww. course they did. That's a great name. A yeah, question. Yeah. Do they have it for cats? 
No word, just, but I think it might work for cats. <laughs> it should, right? That's yeah. the same kind of deal for cats? Different biology. It's true. <laughs> Let's hope that uh, at the very least they can find a way to get this drug to work in cats and humans. They are currently doing trials, of course, to, to get it to work. But, I mean, that's just like a game changer. If they're, they're like, oh, we don't have to go in with a fucking surgery. Let's just inject your tumor with this with this Damn. stuff we got from the blushwood berry in Australia. <laughs> and I would imagine, honestly, that's a step away from being able to do that in humans, right? I mean, like Lexi yeah. said. It's a different biology, so. but how close would that be? I mean, I take dog Vicodin all the time, so. <laughs> That's what's wrong with you. <laughs> so much. No, no, no. Uh, uh, but uh, I say that in jest. I used to work with a girl that was like, if I get sick, I'll just go take fish antibiotics. I was like, no, don't do wow. that. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Ivermectin. It works. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Okay. Well, sadly, that is going to bring us to the end. Had a great time today. We'd like to. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks. Thank you for coming by today, Lexi. Thank you, Jamie Lynn. Thank you, Ron, for showing up. Uh, I, love all, I love you all. This has been a great, great show. I got to thank the Hill Valley Telegraph, proud sponsor of that school dance where that guy kissed his mom. (laughs) (laughs) Awkward. Looks like uh, we don't have any time left for the 10 facts about life that you just won't believe. Sorry, folks, that's on me. (laughs) Next time. Next Next time. time round. We'll we'll get to it. Uh, (laughs) I'm sure sex figures in there somewhere. You can just watch the, the 80s television show Facts of Life. They're all in there somewhere uh need to give a shout out to science congeniality and the social contract making society better than anarchy for many of the last thousands of years and f- any any last thoughts or farewells lexi jamie lynn ron before we before we wrap this up be kind be kind always good luck. Yeah. there you go try keep on uh, trying <laughs> never give up keep on trying okay have a wonderful day folks Never give up. If you had a good time with us today, you know what to do. Tell someone that needs us. You can find us at halfcocktails.com, where we're on TikTok, uh, on YouTube, on Instagram, on Facebook. If you're in a giving mood, you can find us over on Patreon. We'll have all those links in the episode description. Thanks for stopping by, and go out and be well. Now things are ending. It's time to go. No more to get through. Thanks for listening. That's our show. Ain't affectation. Oh, we're just leaving you half cocked, half cocked, half cocked. We had a good time talking today, but even best times eventually they fade away. Ain't adjuration, oh, we're just leaving half cocked.